What is up, folks? Coach B coming at you with the truck talk a little late today. We had the kids in a late start, so here it comes. The quote today that we're looking at, if you haven't seen it already, is that courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the decision that something else is more important than fear. And this is a great quote because it comes back and it ties in with this idea that courage is a decision, folks. You have to decide, but that thing that you're deciding has to be powerful. It has to be powerful enough that even though you're scared, you're willing to go through whatever it takes to go after it anyway. Self-improvement is never an easy thing. It's scary. It takes us into places unknown. It takes us into those dark parts of our soul that we don't want to deal with. Well, you've got to have courage and go after it anyway. You've got to decide that your future and the things that you want to make life better are more important than your fears. What is up, folks? Coach B coming at you with the Truck Talk deep dive for the week. We're looking at this quote, continuing our year of courage. It says, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important than fear. It's a quote by a guy named James Neal Hollingsworth. Uh, he wrote under the uh, pseudonym, uh, oh man, now I can't remember, Amber something or other, um, Amber Rose Gold or something something weird like that. But he um, he was just a great white, great great writer, great poet, um, and he just he hits the nail on the head with his description of courage. Um, this idea that courage is is this absence of fear. And we talked about this last week. Like we all saw the no fear stickers when we were growing up. Oh, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And we hear that all the time. Don't be afraid. It's even in the Bible, do not be afraid. Um, but uh, it this idea of we're not afraid of some things, like when we're given that directive in the Bible, for those of you that aren't believers, that's fine. Like that you're given that directive in the Bible, like it's, it's God reassuring whoever he's talking to. Like, you don't have to be afraid here because I'm with you. You don't like, you don't even have to take hold of courage. You don't have to be afraid, right? Just like in real life, we don't have to be afraid of certain things. Cause if you were afraid of everything, you'd live your life as a shut-in. I mean, essentially that's what ends up happening is you become afraid of people and you become afraid of germs and you become afraid that you might get this, that, or the other thing from this food. And, you know, it just spirals out of control. Fear will spiral out of control. So there's some things that we really honestly should just not be afraid of. But there are certain things in our life that fear is something that calls us to attention. Right. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I told you about this woman who she's the world's or was regarded for a very long time as the world's greatest big mountain skier. Like she would do all the helicopter drops into like fresh tracks and avalanche zones and do these really crazy uh, uh, ski lines down these mountains that nobody else wanted to go to. And everybody thought she was fearless. And that wasn't the case. Um, she is now one of the world's leading experts on fear and fear research. 
And what she talks about is this idea that she wasn't fearless. It wasn't that she wasn't afraid. It's that she felt the fear, and at the time, she just stuffed it down and just went for it anyway. What she's discovered is how to deal with that fear. And the only way you're gonna ever be able to deal with that fear in a real way is you have to decide that whatever's on the other side of that fear is more important than staying on, on the safe side of fear, right? Fear is there to call attention to something for us. Like what we're about to do is potentially dangerous. That's what fear is, it's a warning. It's all it is, it's a warning sign. It's, it's, it's the uh, don't touch wet paint, right? Which if you're like me, you just you go over and you put your finger in the wet paint because that's just what you do. Um, but it's, it's, it's that warning sign. You know, it's the, it's the, the LED signs on the highway now that remind you that it's, it's going to be icy. It's, um, the warning signs when you're skiing say steep drop off. It's, um, the warning signs as you drive through a neighborhood that there are kids playing, right? It's to draw attention to something that you should be paying attention to. That's what fear is. That fear serves as a message board to let you know you need to be looking at this. And a lot of times what we do is we get hit with that fear and instead of using it as information that we can leverage, we, we use it as like the blockade of why we shouldn't go that way. We use it as uh, our excuse or our reason why we can't or shouldn't do something because it's scary. Well, that scary just is drawing your attention to it. You are gonna have to put yourself fully into this or it's not going to be worth it. That's what fear is. Now, when you have that fear response, it's your duty to look at what's on the other side of fear. What is it? What is it on the other side of this particular fear that is pulling your attention in? Is it, is it worth it? Whatever that thing is on the other side of what's scaring you, is that thing worth it, right? Is, is the loss of sleep worth taking night classes to get your degree? Is, um, is the loss of sleep and the uh, stress and burden and responsibility of raising a child worth it to you? Is the conversation with your boss about a raise worth it to you? Is, is the conversation over dinner with your husband or your wife about you want to grow in your relationship and, and strengthen your marriage, is it worth it to you? Now, I would argue all of those examples I gave, depending on the person, I would say 99% of the time, every single one of those examples, I would say, yes, that is worth it. Go for it. It is worth what you're going to have to go through in the short term to get the long-term goal, goal. But you've got to make that decision for yourself. Is it worth it? That's what James James Hollingworth is talking about. He's is Is what's on the other side of fear more important than the comfort that you currently sit in? Because if it's not, that fear served as a good warning sign to go, you know what? That's not a good place to go. That's not a worthwhile 
place to go. But if it is, if it is worth it, then what you can do is you can look at that situation and now leverage fear as an ally. Because that's what fear is. We see fear as the enemy. Fear is not the enemy. Fear is an ally. Fear is information. Fear is like the insider, right? He's the guy that you send in to do recon and come back with the information that you need to make sure that you're successful. He's, he's putting up the warning flags before you even get to the battle. That's what fear is. Okay, what are the warning flags? What are the things that could potentially go wrong with this situation if I follow through with it? Okay, now I know those things and I can move forward with it knowing that those things are going to go wrong and have a plan to deal with it. See, fear isn't something that you should stuff down. Fear is something you should leverage as an ally. Fear is something that when you see on the other side of it, that it's more important than where you're currently sitting. It's more important than all the red flags that fear brings up, right? Fear is gonna bring up all these red flags about why you shouldn't do this because of the fact that it may not be safe or it may not be uh, uh, worthwhile. You have to take those red flags and decide whether or not that that thing is more important than those red flags. Is it more important than the comfort you currently sit in? Is it? If the answer is yes, use the red flags. Go through each one of them. Accept them. Embrace the fear that caught your attention and use it. Use the information that you've been given. So for me, I, I work in the, the, the fitness world. So a lot of people who want to lose weight, who want to be fit, they they have red flags, right? They're afraid to come to a gym. They're afraid to work with a trainer. They're afraid to try and lose the weight. Why? Because they failed in the past, because they don't know what they're doing, because they're not comfortable in the gym. Well, those are all worthwhile things. Like there's, those are all like usable red flags, right? You failed before. Okay. Well, that's a bummer. That's a hard thing to deal with, but there's not saying that you're going to fail again this time. Okay. Maybe you don't know what you're doing. Okay. Well, that's why you hire a trainer. Well, I'm afraid to work with a trainer. Why? Why are you afraid to work with a trainer? Well, I'm afraid they'll judge me. Let me tell you something. Any good trainer will not judge you. They may hit you with some hard truth that you don't want to hear, but they're never going to judge you. Well, I'm not comfortable going to a gym. Okay. Work out at home. Hire, a, hire an online coach. Online coaching is one of the biggest pieces, the fastest growing pieces of the fitness business in the world. Now you have to be careful because you've got to hire a reputable coach. Okay. So you need to get, you have to go through the process of vetting coaches and making sure that you're comfortable with that person and their background and their knowledge and their education and the application of that ex uh, education. But you need to know what you're what you're getting yourself into. If you don't like being in a gym, buy some at-home gear, hire an online coach. Well, it's going to be hard. That's that's the biggest one, right? No matter what it is, it doesn't matter if it's weight loss or a hard conversation or having a baby or getting a promotion or chasing a new job or starting a side business or starting your own business. All of those things are all going to have the same red flag. It's going to be hard. Okay. It's going to be hard. 
Is that really a good enough reason to keep you from doing it? Unfortunately, the people that I talk to, it is. Well, I just don't, that's gonna be too hard. I don't wanna do that. Really? So you're telling me that you see something that you actually wanna do, but the thing holding you back, no matter what I list out, outside of it, all the things I list, you're like, yeah, I can deal with that, 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 but it's gonna be really hard. And it stops you. If hard is the thing that stops you, you are not going to enjoy life very much. Because let me tell you something, folks. Life's hard. Get a helmet, okay? It's the life philosophy I've lived by for a very long time. And if you ever wanna hear my story about why I think life's hard, get a helmet, why I think that, then message me. I'll be glad to sit down and have a coffee and tell you about why I came up with that philosophy in my life. Because let me tell you something, folks. My life growing up was not easy. It was everything but, okay? My house on any given night was a scene from cops. My, my life at school on any given day was that scene from those Lifetime, Lifetime movies where you feel sorry for the kid because everybody picks on it, okay? Life is hard. It's going to be hard every single day, but it's worth it. It's always worth it, isn't it? You wake up every single morning and you're dreading the day and it's just hard. But you know what? Throughout that day, you go through, you get up and you go through your day and what, what happens? You find little pieces of your day that make that day worth it. Maybe not every day. Maybe some days are just plain hard and they suck. I get it. But some days, some days, the hard is made worth it. With an interaction with a friend, a joke somebody tells, a story somebody shares, a good lunch with a, a, a family member, something throughout your day made your day. Maybe the stranger in front of you paid for your coffee. Something throughout your day made that day worth it. So you get up and you do it again. And maybe that day, nothing like specifically good happened. It was just a mundane day, but you have a reason to get up the next day. What is that reason? What is the reason? What's the thing that keeps you getting out of bed every day? Identify that, start there. That's more important than fear. The fear of life being hard and the fear of that thing, whatever it is, being hard is always going to be worth it in the end. And if it's gonna be worth it, it should be the thing that motivates you past the hard. And if you can get yourself past the hard and get yourself to accept the fact that it's going to be hard and you're going to have to deal with it, then, then you can deal with all the other red flags that fear brings up. And you can decide that even though I'm afraid of this, what it, whatever it is on the other side of all these fears that I want, it's worth it. It is so worth it. What is that for you? What is that for you? Is it, is it a new job? Are you just so sick of your job right now that you cannot stand it? Okay, then let's start thinking about a solution. You need a new job, okay? Let's start looking for that. I know, but it's scary. And what if I lose my job before that? And the list of everything that could possibly go wrong. Don't worry about that right now. Focus on it. Is it is getting yourself into a better position because you're miserable at work, is it worth it? Is it more important than the fears blocking you from going after it? If it is, it's time to move forward. 
Maybe something's wrong in your relationship with your, with your significant other or your spouse, and you need to have a hard conversation with them. I don't care what reason you give me, it will always be worth it on the other side. Whatever is on the, whatever fear is standing in front of you, your better relationship on the other side of that fear is way more important than caving to that fear. I promise you it is, okay? I have a very strong relationship with my wife and it's because her and I both agree that making our marriage better on a daily basis is always worth the hard conversation. And we have absolutely no fear of bringing it up. Does it pick a fight sometimes? Yeah. But what couple doesn't fight? It's just part of, and it, it doesn't have to be a knockdown, drag out, throw stuff through the wall fight. It could be an argument, folks. Arguing is a good thing. It means you're both independent, strong people who have differing opinions and need to figure out how to either agree to disagree or come to a compromise so that your life and your marriage and your family can get better. Is it a business that you want to start? Is your thing a business that you want to start? Okay. Is that thing more important to you than your current comfort or your potential fears coming true? Is it? Do you have enough passion for what it is that you want to start that you're willing to look fear in the face and go, you know what? I'm not going to let you intimidate me, but I am going to use you as information. Is it? Is it, is it something that you're that passionate about? Because if it is, let me tell you something, it is way more important than those fears because that thing may be something that changes someone else's life. And if you don't do it because you're afraid to do it, you are limiting your ability to impact somebody's life and thereby limiting someone else's life because you were too scared to do it. Don't do that. That's half the problem, is we live scared and so we don't get the chance to impact other people. Folks, you've gotta realize that on the other side of fear, those things that end up becoming more important are the things that impact people in a real, tangible way that get them up off the couch to go after what they look at and go, that's more important than what I'm scared of, I gotta go do it. It goes back to the Marianne Williamson quote, the one that we all give credit to Nelson Mandela for. We've all heard it quoted in Coach Carter, the movie Coach Carter, okay? Marianne Williamson talked about this. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Isn't that true? And if you fast forward through that quote, she asks the question, who are you to play small? Who are you? Who are you to hold that back from the world? The world doesn't owe you anything, but you know what? You owe life everything you've got. And if you let fear keep you back, you're falling short of what you owe life. You owe life everything you have. You cannot let fear dictate what's going on. You can let it inform your decision, but you can't let it dictate what's going on. You've got to decide that that thing that is in your heart whether you believe in God or some universal truth or just evolution and we've got great ideas. that Those great ideas, those things that get put in our souls and in our hearts to move us forward, those are all put there for a reason. And we may be the only person on the 
face of the planet that's that passionate about that one thing and you might be the person who changes that industry and that industry changes the world but it'll never happen if you bow to fear you've got to decide that that thing is more important than fear itself it's how you move life forward it's how you do life better and I want to see that for you and everybody else around you because you might be the person that inspires your entire family and all your friends to chase after their thing too. So get up off the couch, stop letting fear block you, use it as a soldier to inform you how to do it and get after it. Because you have to choose whether or not it's more important than fear. I'm here to tell you, it is. Go get after it. Take courage, folks. Have a great week.